So I opened up social media the other morning looking for something interesting to cover, and this was the first thing I saw. Because you're a hater little that's an incel living in your mom's basement. You've not achieved in your life. Like that fat Alex Jones down the road here. And by the way, I'm going to publish his address soon. It might be because I hadn't had my one pregnancy allotted six ounce cup of blackout coffee yet, but the only reaction I could muster was, what the f I covered Black Rifle Coffee's fall from grace, or descent into PR idiocy, depending on the way you look at it, in my last video, which I will link up in the cards. But this, this is just digging the hole even deeper and makes it seem like they don't care if their company tanks or not. Either that, or they have to have some kind of business family meeting and talk about the quiet parts that you don't say out loud. The weird shift into threatening to dox someone while also denouncing the act of doxing was a pretty jarring take in the middle of an interview that was once again trying to explain what exactly happened with the New York Times interview from the last video. It was confusing and strange and honestly downright stupid for a company already mired in controversy at the moment, but hey, as executive vice president Jared Taylor told the audience, we don't care. At the end of a nine minute rant, but who's counting? Before I dig deeper and show you guys the clips in question, or as much of it as I can without landing into ban or dox territory, apparently, here is a quick word about one of this channel's partners who does care and always has your safety in mind. The USCCA is about something bigger than the right to bear arms. It's a resource to help you be ready for the before, during, and after of a self-defense incident. If you're not one of the 500,000 plus responsibly armed Americans who are proud USCCA members like myself, then now is the time to explore membership. Use my link on the screen or down in the description to learn about life-saving education, industry-leading training, and self-defense liability insurance. The clip in question here was part of the Drinkin' Bros podcast and was posted to the Drinkin' Bros Clips YouTube on July 26th. The original full episode has apparently been deleted from their main YouTube channel. The men we'll see in frame here for this clip are Jared Taylor, the executive VP at BRCC, and Dan Holloway, who is the former VP of marketing. According to his LinkedIn, he worked with BRCC from April 2017 to February 2019, but his email address is still a BRCC domain email, suggesting he's still associated with the company in some way. The clip starts out with a deeper explanation of why the company did the interview with the New York Times and offers, frankly, a better explanation about the content in that article than Evan Hafer did in any of his statements or interviews. Taylor explains that the interview wasn't just a single phone call or two and that the Times writer followed company members around for a few days. He says that they agreed to do the article because, quote, we have nothing to hide and also because they were in the middle of doing an adaptive athlete project and thought that the publicity would help bring attention to veterans and veteran causes. 
But in the next breath, he says, yeah, the New York Times sucks and basically admits that they specialize in creating controversy. Yeah, the New York Times sucks. Like, which, yeah, their business model is controversy and sinking f ships that they can sink. Mm -hmm. And getting On the all, right everybody can, yeah, and getting yeah. people to f fight. Again, despite knowing this, he echoed Hafer's comments that they didn't include any of this pre-existing knowledge about the Times in their decision. Why? He says it's because they really, really, really wanted the left to know about how much veterans are suffering, which is a valiant cause. We still need to left, let the I'll left know that our dudes exist out there and they're hurt yeah. and they've been in 22 years worth of wars. Like, again, we have nothing to hide. Taylor goes on to explain that all of the quotes that folks have gotten the most mad about were made in direct response to being asked what Hafer thought about all the customers they'd lost after denouncing Kyle Rittenhouse. Taylor says that prior to the company getting hate mail from the Proud Boys, he used to argue with his liberal friends that conservatives aren't racist, but that the Kyle experience opened his eyes to the existence of racism on the right. Um, and no, that's wow. what Evan was referring to, though, in this, that comment. He was not calling conservatives racist. Yeah. He was not calling anybody that supported Trump racist. He wasn't saying anything. We were talking about, hey, we don't want people to it, associate this, with our brand. That's is, pretty cut and dry. This, Taylor then clarifies on the St. Michael conundrum, saying that the reporter was in their art room, saw the St. Michael design in a pile of designs that were on hold, and asked why it was on hold. The BRCC folks allegedly told the reporter it was because their legal department said that the DOD was now calling the image a hate symbol and had banned it, and so they were looking into it before printing it. Perfectly reasonable, considering, as he says, a large part of their market includes selling their coffee on base, and so they don't want to become banned from bases. If that had been included in their original explanation of things the article got wrong, that probably would have saved them a lot of trouble. Well, <laughs> trouble's my middle name. But then Taylor turns to the camera, points at the audience directly, and calls them stupid for believing the version that the Times printed. This is where stupid people, stupid, I will call you stupid if you were part of this. He says, however, that he will admit that the way the interview was published, it makes the company look bad. If the interview ended there, everything would be fine. It explained some things, made some sense of the situation, and dude should have just stopped talking and called it a day. But he didn't. One of the hosts asks the very same question I've asked, that other YouTubers and bloggers have asked, and that people on social media have asked, and BRC banned them for. If you knew that the New York Times engages in controversial, unfair reporting, and knew that the outcome would probably not put the company in a great light, why did they do it? This is where Taylor mentioned the left needing to know about the plight of veterans and recognizing that, for all its faults, the Times is a huge publication that could help bring attention to veterans' issues. He says this in a fair and reasonable way. 
But then the co-host, who is again the former BRCC VP of Marketing, says that clearly their critics have Gelman amnesia, meaning basically that people recognize that the New York Times does, in fact, published left-leaning and sometimes fake news, but then saw this article and did not classify it as lefty fake news. Which is the customer's fault for being stupid. Now all of a sudden they trust what the <laughs> New York Times has to say. You're a <laughs> idiot. You're a <laughs> idiot. I mean, that is the dumbest thing. thing the thing is, that's, is like some, that's like your worst enemy. That's like one of our worst enemies, somebody we hate. Coming and saying, you know what Jared said about you guys? I'd be like, shut the f up. So essentially, they're saying that the company knew they wouldn't get a fair shake, did the interview anyway, posted it without any clarifications or retractions, made no comment on it until five days after social media said, what the F, and are blaming their customers for taking the article seriously. Have you ever heard the expression, the customer is always right? He says that you can't take an uncredible source and expect them to be credible and provide credible information, even though that's exactly what the people at BRCC did themselves. This is where things turn really ugly out of nowhere. It's because you <laughs> wanted it to be true, because you're a hater little that's an incel living in your mom's basement. You've not achieved in your life. And half of these mother like that fat Alex Jones down the road here. And by the way, I'm going to publish his address soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Talking all this about no him. Um, what? This interview just went from, oh, I can understand why some people took some of this wrong because of the way it was written, to it's our customer's fault for believing this because they're stupid basement-dwelling incels, and then let's dox Alex Jones? The hell does he even have to do with any of this? Taylor starts fidgeting on his side of the table, but instead of interrupting or disagreeing, he just laughs and says nothing as Holloway goes on a rant stating F that guy and that Alex Jones deserves to be doxxed for calling BRCC cowards. All that <laughs> about no that guy, all this about calling them cowards. Are you kidding me? I did a duck duck go search for Alex Jones and Black Rifle Coffee, and all I came up with were comments on this interview and Jones's coverage of the New York Times article over on Odyssey. I believe that this is the clip being referred to in which he says he actually likes their coffee and that this controversy is bigger than BRCC and is more about conservatives throwing their bases under the bus as soon as some legacy media outlet comes knocking. This cut and run by conservatives and nationalists and veterans when the New York Times calls up and says, disavow your base, it, it just, it seems politically, culturally, economically suicidal. I'm, I'm really ashamed of Black Rifle Pussy Company. But I don't want to insult women. Women are incredible. These are traitors and these are cowards and these are un-American scum. And you know what? They got God to deal with. Burn in hell, Black Rifle. Burn in hell. And for that, he deserves to be doxxed. Yikes. Over the top. I don't know, man. I feel like threatening to dox someone just because they called your buddies pussies and cowards is kind of some thin skinned white knight pussy bullshit. 
Just saying. Holloway further clarifies that Alex Jones has never served and has never done anything for this country, which I guess means he's not allowed to have opinions on things that happen here, let alone comments made in a large mainstream publication like the New York Times, even if those topics don't have anything to do with the military. Are you kidding me? This dude hasn't lifted one of his fat sausage fingers in defense of this country. That guy. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, about 7% of the adult population are veterans. So by Holloway's logic, 93% of the adult population doesn't deserve to hold an opinion or hasn't earned the right to hold an opinion on anything related to coffee. Unless those opinions are positive and involve buying the product, then by all means. But negative opinions held by non-veterans? You're getting doxxed, bro. Now, you could argue that Holloway doesn't speak for BRCC because he no longer works for them, at least according to his LinkedIn, though he certainly seems to be taking over as the PR guy in this interview. But when he finishes his little F Alex Jones, let's dox him rant, Taylor nods and says, he's got a point. You know, for veterans, these guys really don't know how to not shoot themselves in the foot. The other hosts cut in and say, you can't dox anybody, to which Holloway responds, no, I absolutely will. He then goes on to justify the threat with the reasoning that, well, Alex Jones has Proud Boy followers that doxed BRCC employees, and doxing is wrong. And BRCC needs to prove how wrong that is by doxing someone. Someone that did not do the original BRCC doxing, no less. Much logic. Such wow. My man! He's can't dox he's got anybody. A, he's got a point, though. I absolutely will f*** him. He, he's not entitled when all of his Proud Boy, proud boy <laughs> followers are out there looking up his address and Evan's address and Matt's address and just regular employees of the company's addresses and putting them online along with their personal, not business, but personal email addresses and phone number. Uh, yeah, who did that, by the way? Proud Boys did that. Proud Boys did that. The other hosts also point out that some of the leaks came from within BRCC itself. That, though, is attributed to freedom of speech. Taylor goes on to say that anyone who disagrees is a nerd that's been conditioned to be polarizing. I can't even say this part with a straight face because it is so ridiculous. These people have fallen for a trap that Taylor says he and other BRCC employees are immune to. Shut up, you nerds. You're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> that's the sound like, of somebody that's never sacrificed a goddamn thing in their life. No, or it's, doesn't even understand that you've been, you've literally been con conditioned to be as polarizing as you are right now. Yeah. You are falling for the trap, it's and we don't. Holloway agrees and adds that many of them are three percenters who he describes as fat retards. It's, it's all these, uh, uh, these non-deployed or non-service three percenter right? Hanging out with a bunch of other fat retards like yourself that, <laughs> that all think the same. The pillar, the Shut pillar the of up. progress, Dan. The yeah. pillar. You can suck yeah. my d 
All right, so that's another customer base we can check off the list. The irony is that Taylor then goes on to say that veteran status doesn't define patriotism, despite agreeing with Holloway that non-veterans aren't entitled to opinion about BRCC approximately three minutes earlier. The pair end this nine-minute rant by stating, we don't care, which was clearly evident. I would imagine that a large amount of BRCC's customer base is there for one of two reasons. Maybe both. The first being because their YouTube videos are pretty hilarious. Or at least they were. The second is because folks thought the company held certain values, and up until a couple weeks ago, the company marketed itself that way. If someone is a customer because they assumed the company held similar values and no longer believe that, they're likely to go elsewhere whether the guys at BRCC say it's true or not. The company is the one with the obligation to their customers, not the other way around. BRCC might say, oh, we don't care, but they'll care when their arrogance and attitude and threats and name-calling knock a few more thousand customers off the books. But if their behavior over the last few weeks is any indication, they'll just keep screaming racist and try to sweep it under the rug. If the ratio on this clip, currently 57 likes to 1,300 dislikes, is any indication, though, BRCC is in for a bad time. But hey, I'm not a veteran, so what do I know? Don't dox me, brah. That's it for today, Liberty fam. Please like, share, and subscribe, or whatever equivalent, depending on which platform you're on. If you'd like to help support the channel in other ways, you can check out any of the affiliates linked down in the description, or the various support options, including Patreon, Subscribestar, and PayPal. As always, thanks for tuning in and helping me to spread the message of liberty.